Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. Our scripture this morning is from Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Although no one at the Doodlebug Community Church had told Interim Pastor Molly that she was responsible for leading a special service on Christ the King Sunday, she could not be deterred from thinking that she was. Molly had always been a pliant child, the sort the British call too biddable. And she had no shirking in her nature. But she had no idea in the whole wide world what to do next, except for the cheeky suggestion offered by a Quaker that she should ask Christ the King. It seemed that the opinions of Petit Potit, who was an Episcopalian, and Granger Antrim, an unprogrammed friend, were so at odds that they canceled each other out. But she did feel sure that her task was not to perform a ritual, but to truly honor Christ the King. There was much at stake, and here she was in a foreign land, with no grand-mère to guide her. Calling up the memory of Nanon's aged face made her think of turning to the elders of her church, who were known to the congregation as the shepherds of the flock. Molly parked her little bicycle outside T. Berry's hardware store and found Mr. T. Berry and his wife, Witty B, lounging behind the counter in deep discussion. Doodlebug lore had it that Witty B's Scott's grandfather had called her a bitty wee lassie, and that little endearment had turned into Witty B in the mouth of her baby brother. Molly also knew that the proprietor was just called T-Berry, probably because it was so much fun to say. So what brings you here today, little lady? Asked T-Berry, hoping she would turn the conversation which had devolved into a rerun. Well, I was hoping y'all could help me figure out what to do about Christ the King Sunday, said Molly shyly. Well, first you have to tell me why we have to do it at all, replied T-Berry. You know, it's a known fact that Cajuns have a grudge against kings. It was the king of England who tossed the poor Acadians out of Nova Scotia and sent us on the Cajun Trail of Tears 
what we call le grand dérangement, and the king of France wasn't any better, was no help to us whatsoever, and lied to us and bullied us almost as much as the English did. You could say that all the king's horses and all the king's men did wrong by the French in Acadia. By the time we got to Louisiana, we were about ready to be done with kings once and for all. Come on now, T-Berry, said Whitby, who was invariably ready to take up the other side for her own amusement. Louisiana is full of kings. We have Mardi Gras kings. We have King Zydeco. Why, your daddy had a sign outside this store that said, King of Plumbing Supplies. We even have Fleur de Lis all over the place. Where do you think those come from, T-Berry? The Sears catalog? There ain't no Sears catalog, retorted T-Berry. And what makes you think that Jesus would want to be called a king anyway when he went out of his way to tell us that he was not a king? For heaven's sake, Whitty he came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, which is about like a conquering hero going through Lac de Triomphe on a pogo stick. <laughs> when Pilate asked him if he was king of the Jews, he all but denied it and answered, Thou sayest, which is a smart answer, kind of like saying, I know you are, but what am I? He was even born in a stable, Whitby. Does that sound like a king to you? It dawned on Molly that at this point, T-Berry and Whitby had all but forgotten that she was there. In fact, they were waving their arms and going at it like cats in a sack. Quietly, she backed out the door and left them to it. Back at her little cottage, Molly knew there was only one thing for it. She picked up the phone and called her cousin Joe, who was a Catholic priest in Wink, Texas. I have no idea what to do for Christ the King Sunday, said Molly forlornly. I tried asking T. Barry and would it be because they are elders at my church, but they were no help at all. Oh, for pity's sake, said Father Joe, who had lived in Doodlebuck as a child and knew the landscape well. You picked the two worst people to ask about anything at all. Those two have been scrapping since we were in school together. Teacher was always having to separate them. And when they get to the pearly gates, St. Peter's going to separate them again. Are, are you sure you have to have Christ the King Sunday? I just feel called to do it, said Molly. Well then, my advice to you is to go to Gastineau's Bakery and ask for the owner, Bob. He's a very wise man, and he will know just what to tell you. Are you sure his name is Bob? asked Molly suspiciously. Of course not said Father Joe, but I, I haven't got time to tell you his whole name story. 
and Bob will get you in the door. Tell him I sent you. And tell him I want my pencil back. <laughs> Molly could hear his wink over the phone. Molly rapped tentatively on the screen door of the bakery kitchen and peered inside. She saw a tall, slender man who looked weary from working since the wee hours of the morning. Who dares to visit the baker at noon just as he is taking off his apron? Asked the man with both annoyance and jest in his tone. My cousin Joe Fontenot sent me, said Molly apologetically. He told me to ask for Bob. The man's face changed completely and he roared with laughter. You were sent by Joseph. Come in, come in. He has played a trick on you, but that is just like him. You see, in the first grade, we had a teacher named Mr. Volrath, who was from somewhere else. He anglicized all our names so gallantly, just as if he were chopping onions. Honoré. He called Ray. Audric, he called Ricky. But my name, Etienne, defied his perverse imagination. So Joseph, my friend, said, just tell him to call you Bob, and we will call him Mr. Mole Rat behind his back. <laughs> he smiled. Joseph took the sting out of the scorpion that day. But you did not come here to talk about my name, said Etienne, gesturing to two stools at the huge work table. He bid goodbye to his assistant in rapid French, not knowing that Molly understood every word. I am not sure why Joe sent me here, said Molly, but I came because... I don't know what to do at my church for Christ the King Sunday. Etienne laughed again. It's no secret that I am famous for my king cake, he said warmly. So I suppose Joseph wants me to tell you about that. A beautiful story began to unfold, and although Molly knew nearly all of it, she was enchanted nonetheless. King cake is made all around the world. There are many, many variations, said Etienne. But here in South Louisiana, we make a round cake with a hole in the middle, all braided with cinnamon inside. Oh, it smells so good when it comes out of the oven. And then we glaze it with a white confectioner's sugar icing and sprinkle it with purple and green and gold sugar, the colors of the Mardi Gras, which stand for faith, justice, and power. And inside the cake, we had a little plastic baby for the baby Jesus. Oh, that is the sweetest part of all. And when we have our king cake parties, honey, everybody wants to find that baby. Of course, if you find it, 
you have to give the party next year and bring the cake. And all this we do, beginning on the first night of Epiphany, which is January the 6th, and right on through Fat Tuesday, which is the last day before Lent begins. Etienne paused. Now, some people make king cake for any old reason, even for LSU tailgate parties, but I don't go with that. In my family, it is for the season of Mardi Gras only. Merci, said Molly softly, not realizing that she had just outed herself and told Etienne that he had not been lecturing an outsider after all. He laughed. Oh, said Molly as she turned to go. I almost forgot. Joe told me to tell you he wants his pencil back. Etienne's face beamed as he called up a very old memory and said, Tell Joseph if he wants it, he has to come get it himself. Feeling more confused than ever, Molly set off for Chatterley's rest home to make a pastoral call on a dearly beloved church member, Miss Mabel Gallup, who was so warm and sweet that she was known as maple syrup to one and all. What's troubling you, child? asked Maple looking ethereally beautiful as only an angelic old lady can. Molly let go of the idea that she was supposed to be the pastor in this conversation, and her whole story tumbled out. So you see, she said, why I can't understand why a cake that honors the three magi and belongs to the season of Mardi Gras would have anything to do with Christ the King Sunday, which is right before Advent and has nothing to do with the magi at all. Maple thought for a minute and said, Molly, are you a baker? Oh, yes, said Molly proudly, I am. And do you make king cake? I do, she said. And is it good? I'm told it is very good. And when you make it, do you feel that you are in the presence of the Holy Spirit? Yes, I do, said Molly solemnly. I feel that whenever I'm baking. Well then, said maple syrup, that's it. Your cousin Joseph's message is nothing about king cake at all. It's something about you. Her eyes fluttered, and she said drowsily, Let all our works be praise. Then she closed her eyes and drifted off to sleep. On the day of Christ the King Sunday, Molly's heart was at peace. The church was filled with the tantalizing smell of the baking she had begun at the break of day. As the service was about to begin, she looked around at all the things the folk at the Doodlebug Community Church had lovingly done for that day. The flowers, the music, the gleaming floors, and she felt that all was as it should be. She was surprised to find 
that she felt no anxiety at all as she began her sermon and said, Today is Christ the King Sunday when we bring all honor and glory to our Lord. But what exactly are we to do? There are as many kinds of worship as there are kinds of king cake, all different, all full of good things, and all offered for the same reason. When we praise God, I believe it is the doing of it and not what we are doing that matters. Whenever we use our gifts in God's service and offer them up to his glory, then God is pleased. She paused a minute, thinking of the joy she had felt while she was making three king cakes that very morning and said, let all our works be praised. What do you suppose would happen if we crowned Christ our King? What is your way of praising God? As we move into the beautiful season of Advent, what does finding the baby mean to you?